Speaking of getting booked, this podcast is about one thing, getting booked to speak more. Whether you are an established speaker or a newbie, we want to see your career take off. Hundreds of speakers are hired every single day, and you are next. Let's jump in with your host, Matt Browning. Hey, welcome back to Speaking of Getting Booked, where we talk about, of course, you as a speaker getting booked more and getting more live platforms any different way. Today, I have, uh, to me, I think one of the foremost experts on getting booked. Uh, she's booked herself as a keynote speaker many times. You've seen her everywhere. She's Christy Whitman, transformational leader, celebrity coach, and she's a New York Times bestselling author of the book, The Art of Having It All, A Woman's Guide to Unlimited Abundance. And her new book being released by Alive in a Division of Simon & Schuster uh, is coming out or came out at the end of the year. It's called Quantum Success. It's right there behind her. You can't see that on the video, but I do. (laughs) The book is called Quantum Success, Seven Essential Laws for a Thriving, Joyful, and Prosperous Relationship with Work and Money. Christie's appeared on the Today Show, the Morning Show. Her work has been featured in People Magazine, 17, Women's Day, Hollywood Life, Teen Vogue, and others. She has, uh, I mean, she's, she's had quite the career already. Um, her life-changing message, message reaches 200,000 people every month. Her work has been promoted and featured alongside esteemed authors and luminaries, people like Dr. Wayne Dyer, Louise Hay, Marianne Williamson, Marcy Shimoff, Brian Tracy, Neil Donna Walsh, and Abraham Hicks. Uh, she lives in Arizona with her husband, Frederick. We just talked about Frederick. Won't talk about what, though. And their two boys, Alexander and Maxim. What a great name. Um, Christy, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm awesome. So excited to be here with you. Look, I'm glad I'm glad to have you back. We just actually had you on my other show, The Driven Entrepreneur. Cheap plug for that. Go subscribe if you haven't already. Uh, and we talked about your entrepreneur journey. Today, we're talking about your speaker journey. And you have something, kind of a, a unique point, which I'm really excited about. So we're similar in a lot of ways where you have been a promoter and running your own uh, seminars. You run couples retreats with your husband. You have ran your quantum success seminar uh, for the last five years, you've gone from dozens of people to hundreds of people in your events. You've had you know, speakers like Lisa Nichols and Bob Doyle and you said Kendra Todd, one of the first winners of The Apprentice and all sorts of other really cool speakers at your events. But at the same time, you're also a keynote speaker where you speak and get paid. Uh, you spoke to tons of colleges, high schools, corporations, organizations, associations. I'd like to in the time we have, if we can, I want to kind of hit both sides of that because uh, you have so much expertise to give to new and veteran speakers alike. Uh, so let's let's start with uh, the promotion side. So when you have been running your own events and workshops and whatnot, let's start with this. Number one is when would you decide you want to bring in an outside speaker and when wouldn't you? Like I know on your retreats, you don't bring in a speaker, but for your seminars, you would. What makes you as a promoter make that choice? Because I, I, again, I've gone through similar choices. I'm curious on your take. Uh, when would you bring in a speaker? When wouldn't you? And when you do bring them in, how many would you bring in? Kind of what's your philosophy for bringing in extra speakers outside of yourself as the expert when you're doing your events? Well, honestly, um, I did my first event, which was called the Quantum Success in Business event. And when I did it by the third day on Sunday, because it started on Friday night, it was all day Saturday, had a cocktail you know, party kind of thing, dance party on Saturday night. And then on Sunday, I was so spent and I was so tired that I figured the next time, the next go round, I'm going to bring in speakers 
to speak on different subjects that they so they say the coaches because it was a coaching event to help them build their business um, things that they could do in their business that I necessarily didn't want to talk about or just felt like after a night of partying and teaching for two days I'm going to be tired. So um, the second event I did, I brought in a couple of different speakers that spoke on uh, writing a book, um, something that I obviously don't teach people how to do, or even to how to do technology such as um, Facebook Live and, and doing things like that. And it was great because the, the people in the audience got a very different perspective than just me you know, teaching the whole time. And um, I was able to bring in a couple of different celebrities, you know, like a Bob Doyle, who in my genre in Law of Attraction was really big because he was in The Secret, right. and also Lisa Nichols, you know. So, so it was very relevant when they saw Bob Doyle walk in; they like freaked, freaked out. And um, he spoke on, you know, how to easily just do Facebook Live because none of them had even done it. I hadn't even done it yet, and and so he and I took some time to actually do my first Facebook Live, and and he taught me how to do that in front of a live audience, which was super cool. And, and this was a few guys. This was a few years back, so it's not as like you know everyone like everyone's grandma's doing Facebook Live, but this is right. a, people are trying to figure it out. So right. let me ask you about that real quick, then. So on one side, you took a guy like a Bob Doyle, right? So I would call him an industry celebrity. He's a celebrity within a particular industry, right? Correct. Out of yeah. Starbucks, people don't know who Bob Doyle is, but if you go into a seminar like that uh, of healers and coaches and authors and so forth, they all know who he is. Exactly. Did, what was the thought process? And maybe you don't have to say Bob exactly, but people like a Bob Doyle. What was your thought process? Was it, what percentage was because, hey, this name will maybe help me to fill up the room or this is going to be a cool ad that people will love? And what percentage was, hey, he's good at Facebook Lives. I want a Facebook Live guy. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I would always come with the perception of surprise and delight. So even when I had Lisa Nichols on my stage, I didn't tell anybody that Lisa Nichols was coming. So that on Sunday afternoon or Saturday afternoon, whenever she was coming on, it, when she walked in the room, people's minds just were like, oh my God, they were freaking out. Um, so it was really more to surprise and delight them than to have it be something that brought tickets in, right? What, what a great concept. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt because I'm thinking, you know, when, when you put on the promoter hat, there's so many promoters that, you know, they, they go, oh, who can I book that'll get seats sold? Right. But there's something with that. Like I've spoken to a lot of those events and I've sponsored those events in the past too. And what I find is very often it's like, who are your attendees? They're not there to learn. They're there because they want to meet their celebrity crush. You know, they're there because they want to do the VIP meet and greet and so forth. So exactly, it can fill more seats, but you might not have as a qualified room. So I love that you decided to surprise and delight. So if you're talking to a new speaker, do you have any, I don't know, what, what's your thought or tip just kind of off the cuff? If you want to be the person who could surprise and delight, like how could you show up to, to give a promoter like yourself, right? When you were running your own events, how could a speaker say, hey, you know what, whether I'm known or not, I want to be this person who will surprise and delight and your audience is going to walk away going, wow, and you'll be so grateful you brought me in. What could I do? What's the kind of things that you like to see or would bless you? Well, thank you for asking that because it's important because there's some people that in the speaking industry be that believe like, oh, don't give all your good stuff away, you know, like kind of say one thing, but hold it back so that they'll join your program and learn all the best stuff. And, yeah, and I think that, that was something. right. And I really feel that that comes from a very scarcity mindset. Um, I'm really about teach your best stuff. 
And so put your best foot forward, give and give and give and be of total value so that the audience will feel like, say there's 10 speakers, say there's five speakers. I'm going to be memorable to everybody in the audience because of the generosity of the information I gave or the thing that I took them through or even something that I left them with. So sometimes I will, not only in the things that I teach them, but the things that I offer to them, not as a, you know, give me this for that kind of thing, but just in my generosity of giving them, you know, whether it's like 10 affirmations for abundance, you know, that they get to have not for doing anything like opting into my list or anything like that. But I always give them, like, I, I, I give them tons of stuff. So they feel like, wow, I just got so much from this person. Um, so it's the content that I give. It's the stuff that they just get because they're in the room. If you want to go further, go to watchyourwords.com, you know, and, and I'm just like, text this number to this, you know. So I'm making it really easy for them to learn more from me, but giving all of the stuff that I can in the short time that I have to them. Um, really with the intention of having them learn and grow and, and, you know, receive what I have to give. So could, could I, uh, I'll, I'll try my spin on that. Yes. Thinking of it as a speaker. So for me, my takeaway just now is you might, so you might still do an opt-in, let's say you might still say, Hey, text this and you'll go on my list. And then I'm going to give you that. But what was so important about how you said it was it's the mindset and the approach is I'm going to give a value. I'm going to give something that you really want. I'm going to give something that really is my best stuff. And it's like, yeah, this would be awesome. Why don't I just give you this cool thing that I have and you just want to give it to them. Now, secondarily, how do they get it? Well, yeah, we'll stay connected or you'll give me your email and I'll email it to you. But it's not, you don't go in saying, I need to collect all the emails I can. So what can I, what's my little coupon I can give them so I can get all their emails. You're going in saying, what can I give that'll wow everyone and really make it cool? And then obviously I'll need their email so I can send it to them. Yeah, it's, it really is a difference between, you know, what we talked about on your other show is about how are you approaching life? I mean, are you coming from a scarcity mentality of what can I get? Or are you coming from an abundant mentality of what can I give? Because it's a very different energy and people will feel that. You know, people in the audience, I mean, we, we all understand when we feel like we're being, a pre, you know, like, like a predator is after us when someone's trying to get something or, you know, there's a very slimy feeling with someone that's just trying to collect all names and, and be there for their own, um, you know, their own motives, really. But when you're really genuinely coming from a place of, you know, giving, I, I remember this one time, I, I just to share this, there was a huge law of attraction um, in Palm Springs. This is probably at least five years ago. And there was some really big name people that were on the stage, like John Asaroff and Marcy Shimoff and people that were big in the secret, Jack Canfield. And I was less known than those people because I wasn't in the secret. Right. And I went there with just complete, just, you know, let me give, let me give, let me teach, let me show you, let me, me coach you. I brought up people in the audience and coached them. And I left and people were like lined up to come talk to me. And they were like, thank you for not selling to me. Thank you for just giving and not, you know, nothing about John or Jack or any of them. Um, but the, all the other speakers, that were, because they weren't trying to sell anything, but all the other speakers that were there during this three week or three day event, it was like, now I have this course and let me teach you about this course. And this is how you can get the freebie. And, and they all felt like they were being sold to. It was and a so, very formulaic, like sales presentation Yes, that led to it versus I really want to be here for you. Yes. And obviously I always, like, I have the approach of like, let me just 
let me just be me. Let me give everything I can. Let people kind of fall in love with me and my approach. Yeah. And then it's like, it, it's almost like if you didn't say, hey, by the way, here's, you know, you can give me your email, so I'll stay in touch or text this so you can get something. Or even, you know, sometimes it is a sale, right? Sometimes it's, hey, you know, if you want this program, it's usually this, but, you know, how about that? And you give them this special deal. It's almost like if you do, if you do that right and you show up authentically, they would be mad if you didn't at least offer it up. Do you know exactly. what I mean? No, I do. I remember Lisa Nichols telling me that she, she for years felt like there was nothing that she could sell at the back of the room or she ever wanted to offer anything. And here she comes and she just blows the, the place to bits. I mean, everybody's just so moved and everything. And, and this woman comes up to her after she was done speaking and says, what do you do? What, what can I buy from you? And at that time, she didn't have a book. She didn't uh-huh. have a program. And she's just like, nothing. I'm here just to give. And she goes, you just did me a disservice. You have gotten me so lit up and so inspired. And now I'm, what am I supposed to do with that? Because I can't work with you. I can't learn more from you. I can't read a book. I can't do it. There's nothing I can do to, to take the feeling that I'm having and then go further with it. And so there's always an opportunity as a speaker to offer more things, whether it's a free, you know, valuable, you know, thing that you've got, give them, whether it's a special report or cards or whatever it is. It could be a website series like watchyourwords.com, right? It's like 30 days of, you don't have to do anything. It's, it's yours for free where you change your thoughts, you change your words, you know, your life changes. And it's like, it's a value added thing that you get. And then now they're learning from you. And the more they get to learn from you, the more they get to be in your sphere of influence. Now they're like, I want to go further. Right. Now and, they're in your life. Now they're, right. you're their friend. Now right. this continues. So talk to me a little more about too then. So that's a great way that a speaker could show up when they come to your event or they get booked somewhere. Um, let's say let's say you're still running then. And I know you've, you've retired that event at this point and you do retreats and some other types of events, but the quantum success event that you did for mm-hmm. years. If let's just say I'm a, I'm a newer speaker and I hear about Christy Whitman, I hear about quantum success. I go, man, I'd love to be on that stage. I'd love to speak and share my expertise. What's, what's a way that I could connect with you that you'd actually want to listen? How, you know, like aside from, I don't want to send a cold email saying, Hey, I'm the master of NLP and I'll tell you I should be (laughs) right. And let's say I don't have any, any, um, any referrals. I don't have a friend that knows you. Is there something I could do to either a get on your radar, um, and, and actually connect with you authentically, even though I don't know you and B, is there a way that I could try to, that would make your stomach turn? Yes. Um, yes, (laughs) yes. So, um, to give me a taste of what you have to offer. I had a woman that wanted to introduce herself to me and she um, emailed my assistant and said, I just want to give Christy a healing. I want her to just see what I have to give. It's very different, unique. You know, there's no strings attached. I'm not going to ask her to be on her show. There's, there's nothing that I want other than to give to her. And so I was like, yeah, you know, I love it. Right. I love it. So, um, got on a call with her. I felt great afterwards. And I'm like, I want to have you on my show and introduce my audience to you. Right. She was just exactly what we're talking about. She was just in the place of how can I give to you so you can get a taste of what I do. Right. And I did. And then I had her on my show. I've had other people, for example, is like, let me give you a healing or let me, you know, talk to you about this or this perspective so that we can get on your show or that I can get on your stage. Like they're, they're 
there's an ulterior motive of why they want to give kind of thing. Does that make sense? It, it does. And it's subtle too. Could you speak to the subtlety of it? Because the first person you talked about, the second could have actually had the same intention, right? Like maybe they both are like, Hey, here's someone I want to know. You're more famous than me, right? I want to meet you. I'd like to be able to be on your show. I want to give, you know, maybe first, but there's a subtlety of how the approach was, maybe what the heart was. Could you kind of, how do you, it's how, it's how you lead. How do you because, position that to make, because what my worry is this, I'm a really authentic person. Like I do, I, at least I think I have pretty pure motives for connecting with people. And like, I do want to give, I want to connect, I want to contribute, but I'm also thinking, Hey, this is where this could go. This is what I could do. This is what we could do together and so forth. How do I not get misunderstood? If I'm reaching out to you, I don't want you to think I'm in it for me when I'm in it for you, but certainly I'm not just going around to every human saying, hey, I'll give you free things because that's what I do. Yes. So I've, I've been in this industry a long time and I've been in a lot of different groups where you feel, I can feel the authenticity of someone that's like, how can I support you? What are you in need of? What, you know, do you need to be introduced to someone? Just how can I connect you? Yeah. Of course behind, we're all human, right? So behind all of it is this could lead to somewhere that maybe there's money involved there, you know, this, this could be a, an accomplishment. This could be a connection. You know, there, there always is, is something behind there, but it's, what do you lead with? If you're leading with, I can make money from this person. I can make money by getting on this stage. You know, I could have this accomplishment. I could, I could have credibility by getting on this person's stage. And you're leading with that first the other person is going to feel it. But if you're really leading with, I'm here to serve, I'm here to support your team, or I'm here to support your um, organization, or I'm here to you know, give your audience a nuance that maybe you're not being able to give to them because it's not what you speak to. You know, it's, it's a very different approach of what you lead with. And again, it's the subtlety of the energy behind it. Because the yeah. words, you could say, I'm here to give to you, but in your mind, you're like ringing up the dollar amounts. Um, you know, it's, it just doesn't, it doesn't feel right. So it has to be centered in alignment of what really, what influence you're, you're under. Is it the influence of I'm here to give and serve and, and knowing that when I give and serve, there's going to be benefits and accolades and all the things that come with it. Or is it leading with, I'm in here to make money and I'll do that by serving. Right. Yeah. So, so again, it comes back to kind of which of the intentions go first. That's, that's really good advice. So look, as if you're trying to reach out to a promoter, to a seminar leader, to a celebrity, to whoever it is, like you really got to decide how am I going first? And according to Christy Whitman, lead with value, lead with contribution and genuinely lead with that first. And would you agree? I feel like you might don't want to put words in your mouth. But letting go of the result, um, you know, in sales, I say a lot, you know, I do need to make a sale today, but I don't need your sale. It's kind of a way to, even if you're feeling like, you know, hey, I got to pay my rent. I don't, I need the money today. I do need to make a sale, but I don't need it to be you. I'm going to serve and go out to all the, say, the sales calls I have today. I'm going to serve everybody. And I know that the sales will come back in, right? But I'm not attached to that Jane buys or John buys. Yes, that's that's one a similar approach to this when you meet people. Absolutely, it's you know it's what we talked about in your last show. It's the different laws that I talk about. One of them is the law of pure potentiality, and the other one is the law of detachment. So when we are attached to, it's got to be that person. Whether it's you're trying to get a a man in your life or a woman in your life, and it has to be that person I date, or 
it has to be, you know, (laughs) no, I'm serious. Like, have you ever felt that from someone else? Like, you know, before we're both married, but back in the day, like you ever felt someone who's like, I need a boyfriend. I need a girlfriend. And it needs to be you. You, Yeah. You're like wrong. No, no, that's okay. It's like going to the farmer's market and they're like, try a strawberry, come in. You're like, no, I, that free strawberry is not worth the time you're going to steal from me and keeping me captive in your little hut. You know what I mean? Like, that's not what I'm looking for. All right. Let, let's pivot. Let's pivot a little bit. Um, what was the so, question now? I got, now I got stuck on the strawberry. I, I, um, I'm not even sure what it was, but I, I think, I think we're just kind of patting each other on the back saying we agree, quit being weird and, and right. Like lead with contribution and lead with being genuine. Yes. The detachment. So to, oh, the, detachment. Being, yeah, right. being detached from the form of the person or how, mm-hmm. how, you know, when, when you are just in the, the field of pure potentiality and you are honestly knowing that what you send out comes back law of attraction, when you're coming from that place of I'm here to give and know that when you give, you also receive, you know, it doesn't matter if it comes from this college or that college or this corporation or that corporation corporation or this person or that person. It's like, you know, put your, you got to take action, put your best foot forward, you know, be there in value. Um, definitely ask for the sale. You know, if you're trying to sell something, you can't just go here, have my stuff. You know, I, 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 this is important. I want to say this. We, I was at an event here in Scottsdale last weekend and we had a bunch of, I think there was about 30 of us women that are seven figure business owners. We're all entrepreneurs doing really cool stuff in the world. And we had this organization dress for success Phoenix that came to talk to us about you know, um, philanthropy and, and what their organization was about. And they had asked us to bring clothes that we don't want, you know, dress clothes for, um, for business and stuff to get women started that needed to get interviews or even their first week of, of work. Oh, so, cool. but yeah, super cool. It's a great organization. So this woman stands up, she talks about why she started this particular, um, you know, one in Phoenix and what was her motivation. She's got two women there that stand up and talk about how their lives were absolutely changed because of this. One woman was incarcerated because she did drugs. And I mean, who knows else which else she did. Her life was like in shambles and she went to dress for success Phoenix. And they literally don't just dress you. They teach you how to get your finances together and your resume. And they, they teach people they teach these women classes on really lifestyle and, you know, things that they probably never learned. So we're just all like crying and moved by these things. And they said, okay, well, we're done. Here's our brochures. And they were done. And wow. I was like, like what? We, we don't want to, we don't want to ask for donations. Just say, you know, this was it. Right. But on the bro- she gave her brochures away, but on the back of the brochure, it said a hundred dollars can do this for a woman. And it listed all the things that if someone just gave a hundred dollars and if she would have even just said that, you know, just an asking, a simple asking of, listen, this is what your contributions do. Thank you for bringing in the clothes. If you're interested in giving money, a hundred dollars, will do this, 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 and this. And we would appreciate any contribution you can make. And we would have been throwing money at her, but we have to ask, but we don't have to lead from that. She didn't come, if she would have come in and said, we need a hundred bucks because these women need this, you know, and we didn't know what the value was and what they contributed and, and, and how their lives were changed and the, the value of the organization. It would have been a very different conversation. So it's what you lead with, but then you do have to have the ask the, Hey, do you want to book me? Oh, that's good. 
That, that, and look, that, that's really good. So I think the most prominent place that shows up for speakers, I think, is in, in networking events, association meetings and things like that, where people show up at the networking event kind of with dollar signs in their eyes, just look like every person they meet, it's like, oh, what can you get me? Because well, why do you get up? Why do you leave your house? Why do you drive half an hour, an hour, you know, from your family to go to some networking event with strangers at 6 p.m. on a Wednesday instead of staying home watching The Voice? Why do you <laughs> do that and show up and then you work network and you cocktail? You know, like there's a lot that goes into it. Clearly, it's self-motivated. I don't get up and leave my family because I just want to serve 35 people at this networking event, right? Right. But at the same time, it's like you can't show up with dollar signs in your eyes and going, I'm just here for me. It's like that might, yeah, I want to get my career ahead. That's why I'm showing up. But these are real people. And I want to find out genuinely, how can I help the people I'm meeting? And if I do that, then you, you just, you got to show up genuine. I think we, we beat that horse into the ground. Yeah. Um, terrible metaphor, but you know what I mean? <laughs> Please don't uh, beat a horse. No, no, no. <laughs> no horses are harmed on this podcast. <laughs> it has not happened. Let, let's flip the script a little bit and talk about um, you as a keynote. So one thing that I think is really cool, and I've known people that have wanted to get into this, but haven't really gotten their foot in the door. You have spoken for a ton of high schools and colleges as a keynote speaker or a paid speaker, trainer. And um, So I guess first thing is, what capacity did you go in um, and if you could give us some advice or some ideas on, you know, whether it was, how did you help them? Did you help them find funding? Did you go in as a graduation or as a, you know, what capacity did you go in to speak at these high schools and colleges? And second follow-up question is where did their funding come from? If you know, um, and then B is how did you connect with these decision makers to get booked in the first place? Anything or anything around that would be a huge, huge help. Absolutely. So um, the, the high schools, they didn't pay anything. It was more of a, um, a give and wanting to create connections with the different um, boards, you know, that obviously contributed to the high schools. For me, it was where I really made a lot of money and also made a big contribution was in the colleges. And what I did is I went to um, a couple of different, several different events where they have meeting planners for colleges because they're, when you enter into a college, um, there's a lot of fees that are put into your tuition. And those fees, actually, they hire speakers and entertainers and you know comedians and play, people right. like that to come onto campus. And so there's a um, association of, um, oh, what is it? APCA. Association of, I forget the name, I had to look it up online, but there's NACA and ABCA, APCA, if you just Google that, um, that you can go and do showcases for these college um, recruiters, basically, where they, they are the event coordinators, they are the event planners, and they have a budget that they have to spend every single year because it's, it, it just happens. Like any with, other company, right? If they don't spend yeah. the budget, then they get that part cut out of the budget. Exactly. So they have people that come in and there's, you know, if you ever went to a college, I remember going to ASU, I remember there was a comedian, comedian one day in the MU and, you know, and we're like, we're eating lunch and this comedian is just sitting there talking to, you know, and, and even on, um, what was it? Uh, America's Got Talent. Like they would, they, the comedians that would come on would say, I was literally in a college, uh, 
cafeteria, you know, doing my spiel to two people. Right now I'm on the biggest stage on America's Got Talent. So they, they hire people to come and do these things and they come, they also hire speakers. So if you find out what they're needing, what topics they're needing, you can get your foot in the door and you could actually do a showcase. Now for anybody to hire you, they're going to need to see you. And so what is the best way to do that is be able to send them a link of you speaking or to see you in person. And that's why, you know, I started, when I started speaking in colleges, I would go to ABCA and I would get into what they call a showcase. So it's like a 15 minute um, segment of what your talk would be. At that time, because I had a sister, my sister had committed suicide and one of my second books was Why Did She, um, Why Did She Choose Suicide? Um, and I, I wrote, I wrote books for high school and college students on how to tell if your college friend is suicidal and what to do about it because I didn't wow. know what the signs were. And um, so I would go into colleges and I would speak on the different signs and symptoms so that you're aware of it. And then I would give happy techniques and how to apply law of attraction to get them all up and motivated. And because it's part of the preventative stuff, it was in the budget that they're going to pay for, you know, anti-drug stuff, anti-suicide. Right. Anti-bullying, thing. things like that. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's important to ask the colleges what they're looking for, what topics, but they need to be able to see you. And like anything, I mean, when you are on a stage, you have a certain credibility. It's just in the human nature. Even if we know better and we're a speaker ourselves, if we go to an event, we see someone on stage, it's like, oh, that person's an expert oh, that person has now credibility in my mind. Instantly. Instantly. And it's, and it's so different than even doing like Zoom or something live on the internet or writing or videos or any of that. There's something so different when it's live in front of someone and you're seeing this person on a stage. And that doing a showcase like that, you're now looked at by these people that are there to hire you know, if you do well on the stage, they want to hire you. I can't tell you how many times I got done doing my showcase and then I would get off and I would have, you know, three or four, sometimes 10 speaking engagements booked. Wow. So three, four, 10 speaking engagements. So these are, so let's t just talk a little bit about that. I want to make sure we get this takeaway fully. Uh, what was the acronym again? You said it was ACPA. Was that right? ABCA. APCA. Let me just APCA, and we can we can Google while we're talking. That's fine too. Yeah. And then there was like so an associate. Yeah. So Association for for the Promotion of Campus Activities. A as in Apple. P as in Paul. C as in Cat. A as in Apple. Dot com. You know what this feels like, Christy? What? This feels like your best stuff. <laughs> Good. I'm serious. No, this is phenomenal. Listen, if you're listening to us right now and you are not writing down, Googling, like making it in your, put it in your calendar that today or tomorrow, you're going to look at the Association for Promotion of Campus Activities. You're going to make sure you have a speaker reel. You need to make sure you have a website that you can point people to. If you don't have that, work on that and get out to these things. So get out to the APCA. Um, so you There's can also NACA. And then that was NACA, right? NACA, yeah. And I'm so sure NACA. if you just Google NACA, it'll be a very similar kind of uh, acronym. Yes. So it is, um, what is it, NACA? Yeah, Nat National Association for Campus Activities, which is NACA, N as in Nancy, A as in Apple, C as in cat, A as in apple.org. 
Nice. So we'll put now, those up there as well. They're the national ones. So they're bigger and harder to get on the stages. But once you kind of get your chops, you know, you get, get your feet wet with ABGA, you can go to NACA. But they're going to, NACA is going to want to see that you have a, a media reel or a speaking reel and all that. Right. And, and there's probably a good chance too, like, you know, they're going to want to see that you've done, you've done colleges at this point. So you don't show up for your first college gig going to the national and saying, hey, here we go. Right. So we talked about in the other show, you know, when you were on the Today Show, I'm guessing the Today Show wasn't your first television appearance. No, it was not. Right? I did many before that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Because the, um, the Today Show wants to see what an example is of you being on other shows. Can you talk in sound bites? Can you, yeah. you know, do you look good on camera? Did you actually know what the hell you're talking about? I mean, there's all these things that they want to, how, how are, on a live show, how articular are you going to be? Are you going to be wasting your time? Are you going to do a Mickey Mouse kind of thing? And so right. it's the same thing is when they're booking you for a national, they want to make sure that you have enough uh, experience. You know, I'd say another key point to that too, probably like just kind of pivoting from that or uh, piggybacking on that is they also, whether you're talking about the Today Show national television or you're talking about NACA national college, um, the, the bigger stages are going to want to see not just that you know what you're doing, but they're going to want to see perhaps even the same message. If you can do this, the same message you're pitching to them that, hey, I can come on and talk about, you know, bullying or suicide prevention, whatever it is if they can go to your speaker reel and they, or they can go to your website and see that talk that you've done at colleges, regional, small colleges across you know, the country, let's say, yeah. there's a, then they go, okay, here's this person's done this talk 18 times and everyone seems to love them. There's a much better chance that they're going to do a great deal for us as well on the bigger stage. Fair yes. enough? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, that was that was incredible. So, guys, go out and connect with uh, with APCA and get your stuff ready. Let's talk about um, the different corporations, organizations. Do you have any? I don't know whether it's a story or a ninja strategy or just a, 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 a down and dirty. This is how you do it. How do you connect to get booked as a speaker for an association? Maybe you want to speak at a trade organization um, or or a company. Again, you know, outside of you know knowing someone being referred to them, what, what's a place that you would go to or what's any advice you might have to get yourself as a paid keynote speaker to get involved with speaking with an organization or a corporation? So same, same rules apply. I used to be a pharmaceutical rep for years. I went into corporate America um, in the, um, the national, uh, what is it called? The home office. And I was part of the sales training department. And in sales training, they need to hire people that are going to come in and do different trainings or motivate them, you know, inspire the staff, you know, do those kind of things. And they have a budget for that. So there's always someone that's the event planner or the sales training, you know, uh, manager. You have to kind of know what, what the organization is. But the way I would do it and the way that I've had, you know, lots of, of my colleagues, say Lisa Nichols, for example, who speaks like constantly all over the world is have someone call for you. So if you have an assistant, it's very different to say, if I was going to call you, Matt, say that you're the you know, event planner for XYZ Corporation, it's very different when my assistant, Beth, can call and say, hey, Christy Whitman is a you know, national speaker. She's actually an international speaker. She spoke on many different stages with top speakers. She's a two-time New York Times bestselling author. She speaks on the subject of leadership and da-da-da-da-da. She's actually going to be in your area 
and wanted to see if you have any needs for a speaker to come in, inspire and inform your, you know, your employees, right? And she's this and she's that. Okay. It sounds so much different than, hi, Matt, I'm a New York Times bestselling author and I speak on stages and I'm wonderful. And I, you know, it's a very different level of what bragging that you could do and edifying that you can do when someone else does it for you. Right. So you like the idea of leveraging having the assistant call because it boosts the prestige or the credibility. If you're really that big of a deal, you wouldn't have time to call all these people Correct. on calls every day. That's your yes. philosophy on this. I like that. Okay. That's good. Because there's Remember, also, it's all perception, right? Right, right. Because there's there's another take too that there's something about so like when when I did the, the TV media tour this last summer for my book, um, my advice that I received right from a media coach was as much as possible, you want to call producers, at least in television, you want to call them yourself. Because people are always, you know, I'm like, well, can I just get my assistant to call? And they go, yeah, you can. But he liked the idea of calling yourself because they get the idea right then and there, your energy, who you are, how you talk and so forth. And I think it's just maybe a different take on that. But certainly you lose the prestige, right? Um, yeah. If you're trying to call and book yourself. So um, I don't want to, that's not my counterpoint to no, What's it's a good point. Correct, but it's a good it's, point. It's just interesting. There's different takes out there. And I really like the idea of elevating your credibility. So even if you're brand new into it, go get your dorm buddy, you know, go get your friend to be your assistant. And hey, if you're both speakers, I give this advice to my NLP coaches all the time, be each other's assistant. Right. So when you yeah. meet someone at a networking group, have your friend, the other coach answer the phone and say, hi, I'm Matt's assistant. You know, right. and then I'll then you and say, I'm Christy's assistant. Right. Cause then you can schedule, obviously I'd love to schedule a time with you, see if this is mutually benefit fit, you know, and then you can have them get on a call and that's when they can feel, wow, she's so dynamic or he's amazing or, you know, whatever it is, he'd be perfect for our organization. And then that's when you can run the ideas. And, and it's even in that next conversation. Um, I wouldn't be like, Hey Matt, I speak on this. I would be like, Hey Matt, what are your, when is your national meeting? Um, what are your needs? You know, do you have a theme? Oh, I just happen to be speaking on that. That happens to be with this theme. And, you know, you can customize your speech to be whatever their theme is. And that way you're again, leading with, I'm here to be of service and value to you and to your people. And it's a very different feeling than I need money, hire me. And, and to, to break out to something you said there too, that kind of slipped under the radar a minute. You also gave some examples just now of leading with the questions. So sometimes people say, hey, here's my script, right? Like, you know, I speak on this and I speak on that and I'd like to tell you and this is what I do. And then they have to decide, do I want that or not? Or do I even want to hear from this or not? Right. But it sounded like in, in your script, if I could call it that, it was a lot of, you know, hey, maybe I speak on leadership or I speak on several different topics. You know, what are some of the challenges you're walking through right now? Or what's going on in your company? Or what events are coming up? Um, that you'd like some support in. And then you get them answering questions and you can then say, oh, I have a great talk that ties in directly to that challenge you're having. Is that what I'm hearing from you? Yeah, exactly. Because they'll say, say that they ask you, well, how much do you charge? And you go, I'm $10,000 for a 60-minute you know, oh, talk. go to that question next. Right? Instead, when they ask, well, how much do you charge? Well, what is your budget? And then they go, well, I have, we have a budget of 7,000 for the speaker. That happens to exactly be my speaking fee. <laughs> Isn't that so great? You know, it's funny. I just, uh, I don't often hire keynotes. I usually have, you know, we have sponsor speakers and we have, you know, exchanges and things for our seminars, but I hired a keynote speaker recently and 
phenomenal human being, actually a good friend, but I'm like, you know, I, I, I don't want to try to pull a favor. I just like, I want to come in, but I also don't want to pay the top, top dollar that, you know, that all the fortune 500 companies pay him. So, so I, I think I'm pretty sure he did the same thing on me. So, you know, I said, listen, man, like, you know, I, I usually don't have a keynote budget, but I'm trying to do something. So I, I want to find someone, you know, that's at a high caliber and I figure I'll start with you. He said, well, you know, what budget are you working with? I said, honestly, if from zero to, you know, probably at the top 5,000, I could probably, you know, good. He goes, well, that's good, man, because, you know, you know what my fee is, but the bottom line is at least, you know, 5,000, I can work with that. And I'm willing to think. I'm willing to think that if I said it was 2,500, maybe, I don't know. He might've said, you know, that's good. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I, I could do that. I don't know. Um, but that's, uh, that's funny. I, I, I love that idea too of what's your budget. You know, what's funny is in, in a personal sales world, doesn't that kind of feel weird? Like if you said, Hey, I have a, you know, my coaching and they said, well, what do you charge? You said, well, what's your budget? Some potentially, right? It could be a little like, well, hang on a second, just answer the question. Right. But guys, understand that in the corporate world, in the school world, these are people that actually work with budgets every day. Yes. Right? They know what their budget is. So if you ask uh, the average person, an individual coming to your seminar, let's say, oh, what's your budget for coaching? Most people don't actually have a budget in their house. The vast majority of people don't work within a, an actual real budget. So that feels kind of different. But when you're talking to someone corporate, someone who books speakers, I guarantee they have a budget or a budget range, right? Yeah. So when you they, ask that, shockingly, will they tell you, Christy? Oh, absolutely. They'll tell you. Yes, they'll they will. They'll tell you what they they'll will, spend. They will tell you. They'll tell you exactly what their budget is for a speaker. But you're right. You know, but we do the same thing. Obviously, I'm a coach. I've been a coach for over 15 years. I certify coaches, right? And what we teach in the QSCA, the Quantum Success Coaching Academy, is that you don't just go, hey, I'm a coach and I can help you, blah, blah, blah. You ask the person, what's the challenge that you're having right now in your life? You ask the questions or what are you looking to make better in your life? And then they start talking. You're like, oh, well, I'd like to lose weight. I'd like to lose about 10 pounds. Well, I happen to have a coaching program that's called How to Lose 10 Pounds Fast by Applying Law of Attraction. Oh my God, you're kidding me. No, I'm not. Would you like to get started? Now, I just created the new title for you, but I <laughs> the program I've had for years, and it's, right? It's, you know, it's like whatever the person communicates as their benefit, because, you know, now if you're someone that can't help someone lose weight, that was just an example, right? Sure, sure. But, but if someone is like saying, you know, I really want to get over my money blocks and I want to make another $20,000 this year, and you're a coach that helps people make more money, you know, by applying law of attraction or whatever your system of coaching is, NLP or whatever it is, you know, then you can customize it even in the title for them that shows that you have what they want. You are the avenue to take them from where they want to go to where they want to be. And it's no different with speaking. It's like, you're just talking to them in their language. You're, you're serving them in the sense that I'm looking, they're looking for someone that's going to come on a stage that is going to do a fantastic, great job where they're you know, audience is going to walk away feeling good about it. I mean, worst thing you can do is put on an event, have a speaker that just really bores everybody and does yeah. a bad job, right? So they want to know, it, you know, if I hire you, am I going to look like a good guy or a good girl? Or, a good, you know, am I, am I going to be awesome? You know, is my boss going to pat me on the back for getting a good speaker? Or am I going to get in trouble because I just hired you and, and now you're bad, right? So think about okay. it from that perspective. So guys, 
be a good speaker, be a speaker that people <laughs> want to have back, be someone who delivers quality, lead first with giving, ask great questions. So listen, you might need to go through this episode again. There are some great nuggets in here. Uh, Christy, as always, I think we're going to have to have you back uh, on this show and others. You're going to be, <laughs> you're becoming one of my favorite quasi recurring guests because you've been on once each on each show, but I, I'd love to have you back. Follow Christy, to. everyone. Follow Christy at Christy Whitman one at Instagram and Christy Whitman international at Facebook. Her website's christywhitman.com. And I think you still have this available. If you want to get Christy's most recent book about uh, quantum success, it's called quantum And you can get a free hardcover book. You can go to quantumsuccessbook.com, enter your details, and you'll get a free, hard, a real hardcover, actual, like amazing book, one of her best selling books. Um, you just cover the shipping, and they'll give you not a little paperback, an actual hardcover, really nice book in your hands. I think that's so cool. So, Christy, uh, thanks again for taking the time, and thank you for sharing some of those great nuggets with people. Um, thanks for coming on. Thank you so much for having me, and I'll come back anytime. You're fun to play with. I can't wait. All right, good. We'll do that in a few months. All right, thanks, Christy. Thanks to Christy Whitman, everyone. Um, remember, you can get her book at quantumsuccessbook.com. Just cover shipping, you'll get a free hardcover book. Christy Whitman International on Facebook and Christy Whitman number one at Instagram. Um, thanks for listening. I hope this was valuable. Remember, if you're new or if you're a veteran speaker, if you're a veteran, use one of these little tweaks we got from Christy today. Use a little tweak and say, hey, let me go to this association. Um, do you have a really good speaker reel? Have you shown your speech several times on your website? You know, if you don't have that, put your speaker reel and then put, you know, three or four or five times of you giving this talk at different platforms so people can see the consistency. Um, apply at least one of these today. Get out there as usual and take the stage, you know, start getting booked. I'll see you next week with another awesome interview where we get into how to get you on stage more. Thanks. 